I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Let's Talk About from Style Canada. And let me tell you, we're talking. Let's face it, we talk a lot. We talk about things we love, hot topics, and anything in between. But what about the things we don't talk about? What about the things we want to know, but don't know how to ask? Don't worry, we've got you covered. Let's expand our horizons. Let's talk about it. Hi, all, and welcome. This week, we're talking about entrepreneurship with Jenna Ray and Ashley Nicole. Jenna and Ashley are twin sisters from Winnipeg, Manitoba, and opened their company, Jenna Ray Cakes, in 2014 growing rapidly since with several stores, media features, and even a cookbook. They're pretty much the perfect duo. Jenna is a cake designer and Ashley a photo stylist, making their work both look and taste incredible every time. Their brand was built with a focus on love, celebration, and quality, and they hold these values close to their heart even as they continue to expand. In October 2020, they published their first cookbook, Jenna Ray Cakes and Sweet Treats with Random House, which quickly became a bestseller. They have been featured in some incredible spots, including Martha Stewart Weddings Magazine, The Food Network, and more, even working as food stylists on the Hallmark Channel and less conventional partnerships such as Coach, Mercedes-Benz, Sugarfina, and more. It's safe to say they've got a pretty sweet life. Ladies, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I love the unison there. On the, it's a, a testament to being twins, I guess, right? Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, we do that. I would imagine. All the I would time. imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about like, love to start kind of with both of your individual stories. Obviously, read that great bio and some amazing accomplishments, but could you tell us a little bit about where you both started in your respective fields? And do we want to? Ashley, do you want to start first? Sure. Um, So I'm one of those rare people, I think, that knew exactly what I wanted to do when I was young. I think by the age of grade seven, I knew I wanted to be in art. And I didn't really know what that meant. And I didn't know there was a job in it, but I loved creating. And it wasn't in in a, a, a fine art kind of way. It was in a way that I was like, I like this menu at this restaurant or like I just would pick up on little things like fonts or color or notice when something was poorly designed, but I didn't have the vocabulary for that or what that meant. But um, when I was in grade seven, I took art. I flunked out a band and then I took art. (laughs) I played the flute in grade seven and it was horrendous. I forgot Um, about the flute. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> my mind was broken, but it wasn't. Um, so I switched to art for grade eight and my uh, art teacher was amazing, Mr. Nasnik. He kind of guided me along and assured me that there was a career that I could pursue in art. It was graphic design and advertising. Um, so then I continued to follow that route and I knew for sure it's what I wanted to do. Um, and then our high school had a really great advertising art program, which I took for three years. And I went to college for three years for advanced graphic design. And then when I graduated, I worked at an advertising firm for about just under a year. And then I got a job as um, the creative director for a tiny little local magazine, a wedding magazine. And that's where I learned a bulk of my skills that I apply today a lot in terms of photography and photo styling. It really gave me a good sense of how photo shoots work. And it was all self-taught because it's just me and another couple great um, employees kind of figuring it out and winging it. We had no clue what we were doing, but we, we built everything from scratch. We're a very scrappy team. Yeah, so that kind of provided all of the base education needed. And then when Jenna um, got into cakes, and she'll tell you about how she, it's a great story. <laughs> um, she wanted to start her own thing and start doing weddings. And I was all on board for that because there wasn't a ton of creativity going on in our city when it came to weddings, wedding cakes in particular, um, more small items that you started seeing on blogs because blogs were just kind of starting up. So I was really excited for her for her to pursue that. And I helped her with her branding. I did her logo and all of her package. Well, not really packaging at that point, but the website, um, all the graphics, Instagram was just starting. So we did some Instagram stuff. Yeah. And it kind of took off from there. And then when she opened the actual storefront, I was in the midst of transitioning to a freelance graphic design role. So I was like, well, I can help you out. And then I can design on the side when there's no customers in the store. We quickly realized that it was going to be a much busier place than we anticipated. And within, I think, four to six weeks, I was working there full time. And we both took on the ownership role. And here we are seven years later. It's kind of interesting how like life flows, I guess, in a way. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit, like the timing of Instagram and, you know, having this perfect marriage between you both as sisters and how that kind of all worked out. So yeah, but Jenna, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you got into the baking world to begin with. Okay. Well, mine, my story is different than Ashley's. I did not know what I wanted to do when I was growing up. All I knew was that I loved playing hockey. I was a hockey player. I'm a goalie. And, um, I played throughout high school and I knew that's what I wanted to continue with. So I got a scholarship to the university of Manitoba where I started taking business, which I should have stuck with in hindsight, but (laughs) I didn't really enjoy it. So then I switched my focus over to dentistry. So I took all my prerequisites I needed except one class. (laughs) that's haunting me I need that to graduate but whatever it's fine uh so I was in school playing hockey and then I ended up quitting because with women's hockey you can't really go too far with it after you get a scholarship so I played for two years and then I quit to focus on school and I kind of felt a little bit lost like that was my passion my reason for existing I felt like at the time and so I was really lost for about a year and that's when I found cake decorating So growing up, I always loved baking and making cakes just from like a box for friends. Nothing, nothing crazy at all. And I was watching Cake Boss University and I was like, I'm that hard. So I went out and bought everything I needed for my first bonnet cake and I made it. And I 
I like instantly fell in love with it. It was, it wasn't anything special by any means, but I, I think it was a two tier, which is like pretty impressive for someone who's never done one. <laughs> That's before. impressive for your first foray in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like looking back at the photo, it's like, I, I can see like where my aesthetic was kind of going, but it definitely needed work on the um, technical side. But I, yeah, like I said, I got hooked. So I was living with Ashley and her now husband at the time in a little, tiny little apartment. And I kept all my cake stuff behind the couch there. And it like started growing and growing and growing, like took over the whole apartment eventually. Um, so I started making cakes just and posting them on Facebook. And then I started getting orders from friends. I would just make cakes for free for anyone who wanted them at, at the beginning. And then I started getting orders from friends of friends. And then I started getting orders from complete strangers. And that's why, when I kind of realized like, okay, I'm maybe onto something here. And I was just absolutely in love with it. So I would go to school during the day and then I would work. I had a serving job at Moxie's at night. And then I would go to a rented kitchen. I used to work out of my apartment, but then I realized that was illegal when um, a competitor told on me to the city, um, which oh, no. turned out to be great because then it's, <laughs> I know, but it turned out to be great. And I'll forever thank her for it because it made me legitimize my business. Whereas before I wasn't really like fully invested. So this made me get fully invested and I started renting kitchens overnight and I did that for probably two years. Um, so it's just, it was a lot because I was in school. It was hard. I was in, um, I ended up getting, well, almost getting my major in psych minor in chemistry to get all the prerequisites for dentistry. I had written my dad and got a good score. I hadn't applied yet, um, but school was a lot. And then work was a lot. And then working in the kitchens overnight was a lot as well. So um, there came a point where I like, I remember I was leaving to go to the kitchen around 11 PM and I looked at my bed and I was like, just crying. So I was so tired. I just like, couldn't do it anymore. So that's what, like, you know what, I'm just going to do this all the way and open up a storefront and see what happens. So I just had blinders on it. I didn't even tell my parents for a while because I didn't want to, I didn't want them to worry. Like I knew it was a good idea and Ash was fully supportive of it from the beginning, but I just knew that I had to try. Like it was then, it was then or never. And is either focus on school and apply to dentistry and go that route or cakes. And I was just, I could not give up cakes. So didn't really have an option there. And I found a person space and then I had money to pay for it so that was a little bit of a struggle but I was able to figure it out with a very generous family friend and yeah the rest is history I guess but our first opening day my dad and my mom and Ashley were there to help me and then after that Ash was around helping but she was still working as well and it was me baking everything that went out also serving all the storefront people. So it was, it was a lot. I had no idea it was going to be as busy as it was. It was meant to be kind of just a, a custom cake store where people could get treats when they come in for consults. And it kind of completely did the opposite, which was great. Um, so it was crazy busy. I blacked out the first three months because I literally was working 16 to 18 hour days every day, but it was, a great time I think <laughs> and then Ashley's able to come on quickly thank god and come on full-time and be a co-owner with me and that's when things really started to take off yeah what a great story I love how both of you and your stories I feel like started off in kind of I mean Jenna maybe more so your stories your story but different areas uh totally but also you were in full-time jobs so or at least full-time school so when what made you both make that decision to pivot to entrepreneurship? Was it, 
you know, Jenna, you talked about dentistry versus you couldn't get, you couldn't get kind of cake decorating out of your system, but um, maybe Ashley more so for you even, cause you would have had that income coming in. Like what made you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be a business owner now. Was there a, a TSN turning point there? Or? <laughs> there wasn't. I was like a few years in before I was filling out a form and it said job title. I'm like, should I put entrepreneur? <laughs> like, is that what I am? Yeah, now? it took me a long time to yeah. call myself that. <laughs> I know. And I think it was now it's such a buzzword and people are going to school with the ambition to be an entrepreneur and um, start their own things. And but we just I don't know. It was such a organic, natural thing like I don't think I would have been brave enough to start a bakery. Well, definitely not start a bakery. If you told me 10 years ago, we'd own a bakery and have a cookbook. I'd be like, what? Are you sure? Um, so it just happened so organically. And Jenna's love for cakes really pushed her to open a cake shop. And that turned into so much more than a cake shop um, because of her initial talent and because of the branding that we put into it and all the attention we paid to all those details. But I, I quit my job for completely different reasons. I was no longer happy working where I was working. And I was like, I'm just going to take the jump and be a freelancer and work for really cool companies. I'm going to try to work for really cool companies. Um, but I never had the ambition to do my own thing and like stand on my own other than being a graphic designer for other companies. Mm-hmm. So it was just such an organic thing. And then one day we were like, oh, we, we manage a business and we have like multiple employees and what are we doing? <laughs> so it was just, yeah, it, there was no... Yeah. And maybe we're just telling ourselves that along the way so that it wasn't too scary because I think otherwise we could have got really deterred. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For those people that are maybe out there listening, thinking of leaving their safety net, right? Because whether, you know, Jennifer, you, maybe that was school, Ashley, for you, it was freelancing, whatever those things were. What would you say to them? I think first from a motivational standpoint, but then also from like a logistic standpoint, um, because I feel like those are both, there's almost like a, a hype piece to that. But then there's also like, okay, here's what you have to have in order to start your own right. business. So yeah. I don't know, do one of you want to take one side and one of you take the other side of that question? Um, sure. I'll let Ashley handle the, the logistics. because That's kind of what she does. I'll be the, the hype person, I guess. <laughs> um, because for me, I never thought about, you know, the business side of things. I never thought about taxes or anything. I clearly signed the lease without having the money to pay for it. I'm not the business savvy one here. Um, but I loved what I did and I knew that I was good at it. I think that is a key point for people. I know people, if, if we're talking about baking, I know people love to bake, love to make cakes, but you have to really take a hard look at yourself. And are you filling a void that's not in, in your area? If you're just if you love it as a hobby, but you're not at that elite level, then probably not the best idea to start a business on that. Um, keep it a hobby, have fun with it, you know, make cakes for all your friends, whatever you want to do. But you have to really take a hard look at yourself and um, through an unbiased eye too. And maybe I would recommend too, if you want to, if you're, if you're unsure, maybe get a job at a bakery and, and do, you know, do that. Really see what goes on behind the scenes. Because as a business owner, you literally do everything. Like I opened this because I wanted to make cakes, but meanwhile I was making cakes. Yes. But I was also baking. I was doing dishes. I was cleaning the bathrooms. I was doing payroll. I was doing shopping. Like you're doing a million different things, not just what you love to do. So if you love making cakes, but you don't want all the other stuff, then I'd recommend just getting a job at a bakery that's already established. But yeah, I think just to know that you have something that other people don't, um, or you're going to fill a void in your area is really, really important. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially with you, what you both do, I guess the geography of things is important, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to what that void looks like. Yeah. And then Ashley, did you want to add? Sure. Um, I, I will say that when we started, Instagram was a much smaller thing than it is now. So I do think it is possible for hobby bakers to kind of make a bit of a go at it, um, whether it's just like a side hustle or um, something like that. I, not in Manitoba because you have to be in a licensed kitchen. So if you're going to do it professionally, you really have to take that leap right away. So that's when I would really think through everything that Jenna just mentioned. But I think the best way to do it is organically grow it and the best thing you can do, especially in the, the bakery world, is get a job at a kitchen before you take the leap because it is so much different than we hear that people think our job is like. Like, we've washed millions of dishes and we've done so much good work and it's all customer service and you're dealing with very happy people, but then you're also dealing with people who are very upset at you and you're dealing with all different types of personalities and you're managing people and you're coming up with policies and you're changing those policies and you're human and you make a lot of mistakes. And then now with the whole social media, public mistakes are scrutinized and torn apart. So like, there's so much more to being an entrepreneur right now than there was even a year ago and I think you really have to just go in don't be scared by it if you love what you do and you know you want to do that like go for it take that chance you never know until you try and living with regret is the worst thing ever but I think there's little baby steps you can take to kind of test the water before you really jump in because once you jump in you are in it and you're drowning for like five years until you get your head above yeah. water. We so, were drowning for sure. Just, just be ready for that and ready to make mistakes and ready to be scrutinized for them and ready to learn from them and grow from them and develop really thick skin. It's definitely a certain type of person, I think, that it takes to be an entrepreneur, um, right? Like you can't, you mentioned thick skin. I think Elon Musk said something. He was in an interview where he got asked a question about what would you suggest to someone who like wants to get into business, but doesn't have a thick skin. And he said, don't, don't get into run, it. Basically. Yeah, like, like run the other way. Right. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. yeah. My skin is still <laughs> thickening. <laughs> I get really hurt and upset when I read anything negative. So I try to avoid it as best I can. Um, but yeah, you de- it's definitely a huge part of being an entrepreneur. I feel like I'm finally there, but it took me a really, really long time especially when it's your passion yeah. and you're pouring your heart and soul into everything that you do and it gets torn apart, it really hurts you. So you have to really make sure that, you know, you're able to separate that and know that you can't please everybody. Yeah. It's such, you're right. It's such like an intimate thing, right? Actually, yeah. sorry. On that note, like criticism is also so important because if we didn't get any sort of like constructive criticism is very much a thing and a very crucial thing to your business. So you have to be willing to wade through that and be able to decipher what is helpful and what is honest and coming from a place of good intent and what is malicious and what is not coming from a place of good intent. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to be really firm on your company's vision and your goals and your growth and how you treat people and how you manage customer service and all of that. And that will help guide you through a lot of decisions because you cannot please everyone. That is something you learn really quickly, but you can please like 95% of your customers. And that's a great thing. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good bar to kind of set, right? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right. You mentioned the beginning of your business Instagram had, and I think probably now still has, has a big role in things, but can you tell us a little bit about the role social media played in your, in your success? Social media, we got in, I feel like it's such a great time because Instagram was just kind of taking off. Like there was no, there was not a lot of bakeries on Instagram yet. There was not a lot of home bakers on Instagram yet. There was, there was a lot of beautiful, (laughs) yeah. Jenna did a ton of research. There was was a lot of beautifully shot baked goods yet. And for me, it was always just kind of a no brainer. Like we make these beautiful things every single day and every single day flavors are changing. Why don't we just post our daily menu in creative ways and build a pipe that way. So that's kind of what I did. And back in the day, it was like eight to 12 posts a day, which was just wild. Um, oh my gosh. Wow. So yeah. work. Plus we were doing everything else. So Jenna would always get so mad at me. Jen and Trev, my husband, who also worked at the bakery, he still does. He's our COO now, but he was in the shop with us. And they'd always be yelling at me. I'm like, this is important. <laughs> like we have like, I need help with these cupcakes. What are you doing? <laughs> um, but we would post something and then an hour later that flavor would sell out. So it was a great tool for us. And we utilized the heck out of it right away. And I think that really gave us a good footing and a good customer base that stood by us through thick and thin for those first few years of just figuring out what we were doing. So, mm-hmm. and now what, you know, what platforms do you focus on? Is it still, I would imagine predominantly Instagram, but are you dabbling in any of the other platforms out there from a social perspective? Yeah, we have a great group of bakers in our kitchen and they love taking videos and photos and reels. So Jenna has kind of taken over the real side of things. Cause I was like, I don't have time to do reels. I'm already doing like the social and the packaging <laughs> and the design and the planning and the production. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> and I also get help with social management from Aaliyah who answers our DMs and helps with stories and stuff. So 
adding another thing to my plate, especially video, which is such a foreign thing to me, was really intimidating. So Jenna took that over and she's been doing an amazing job with it. And she gets help and content every day from our bakers and they're having a lot of fun with it. So it's, we found creative ways to make it part of the job. And that's been really fun. And people love seeing it behind the scenes, especially in a kitchen. And there's so many pretty things to learn and like the texture and the sounds and everything is really fun. And then those get put on TikTok, which I don't have a TikTok account. I feel like I'm too old. <laughs> Not actually. I just Our don't staff is younger, so they, they guide us. Yeah. <laughs> it's get Gen Z involved in that. Yeah, I think that's the, exactly. that is the way to go, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting because first of all, when I knew that we would be having a conversation with you all, I obviously went on Instagram and all I could think of was, gosh, I wish this like interview was in person. We could be like trying <laughs> yeah. some snack. You do an amazing <laughs> job of like, yeah, making food look beautiful. And I do think it's, it's a perfect kind of category, like food and baking is a perfect category for content in a way. Um, cause you can, people seem to save it more. People seem to be more immersed in food as a category. So really love that. Um, really love your Instagram, big fan of it. Yeah. So when was the, so you're, you're have this business, you have a storefront, when did things kind of go to the next level for you? So, you know, these partnerships with Sugarfina, Mercedes-Benz, Martha Stewart, like all these big names, take us through that trajectory of how you grew the brand. Um, I think everything that we've done has kind of been, it's not like we sat there like hey, in five years, we want to be featured by these people and we want to have 35 employees and we want to have three locations. Like that wasn't, really part of we, our talks we were just like how do we keep getting better and more consistent and like uh consistent quality consistent work environment long-term staff retention like all of these things that you focus on that help build the overall experience and brand um I love that you said that though because those are the like staff retention those are the non-sexy things yeah. that people don't think about <laughs> and it's so important right? like so important right yeah. Yeah, I think um, even before that, we were just focused on the next day, getting product made for the next day. So there was like a year or two that we were just trying to, we couldn't even look to next week. So it took a long time to even start thinking about those things. So um, mm-hmm. I think that's worth mentioning as well. Yeah, I remember my mm-hmm. my dream is just like, I just want to be able to sit on my computer all day and like get ahead on this, like all the designs and all the products we want to do and like the graphics and the photography, like that's what I want to do. And I was busy baking for 12 hours and then I'd have like half an hour to answer emails and like quickly rush something together. So now that is my job. So we, we've made it, but it's seven years in the making. Yeah. And I think that's something too, that people don't realize, right? We think, I think the our generation, and there's a couple generations that I loop into that comment, think things kind of happen overnight mm-hmm. and it is a slow build, right? Like there, it takes some time to, to get a brand to a certain level. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Are there things that helped along the way? So you mentioned, I think Ashley, you mentioned like an art teacher being a bit of a mentor at the beginning. Was there resources that you both tapped into or mentors or, or any kind of thing there that helped in this process of, of growing the business? Not that I can think of. We kind of relied on each other. (laughs) Yeah, we relied on each other and I had friends in the industry from college and stuff like that. But, um, in terms of mentorship, I think we just made a ton of mistakes. (laughs) So you learn yeah from every mistake and you get better for it we have a very we're very much perfectionists and we're constantly looking to improve everything whether it's 
internal processes or the way we pipe something or the way we present something or package something or brand something like we're always looking on like okay this is this is good but how do we make it better next time and like Mm -hmm. this box Mm -hmm. is good but for the next time when we have to reprint this brand in a year and a half let's try this like it's it's constant improvement Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now for those that are kind of you know looking for to build their team, maybe looking for a partner, even you're obviously both sisters. And so had that built in partnership, but is there something you would suggest that they look for in a partner when it comes to the business side of things? For me, what's worked well with Ashley's we're very, very similar. We know exactly what each other's thinking, but our talents are also so different and our skill set, which is so important because I could not do this alone. That's for sure. I'd still be working out of my apartment most likely. Um, so I think having someone who balances out, like if, if you're Ashley's a breed of her own because she is, has that creative side, but then she also has that business side. And I know that creative people tend to, it's, it's rare that you find both speaking for me, mm-hmm. myself anyways. Um, so I think having someone that's kind of like a yin and yang kind of situation and can reel you in if you need to, or, you know, is there to give you ideas or an alternative way to look at things, which I need a lot of the time. So um, I would recommend something like that. If you're two exactly the same people, it's going to make it, it really hard and you're not going to get a wider scope of what you need to get of information that you need because there's so much you need to know and there's so much you need to do. So it's good to have different kind of views on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd imagine even as you're building out your team now, you know, you mentioned getting some of the bakers involved, just kind of getting different people's opinions to help the business grow and thrive, right? Oh, yeah. It's so important to get different perspectives and opinions. And we have a great team now of over 30 people as of right now. Wow. Um, Yeah, we have, we've grown organically and now we we have heads of departments. So we have um, our general manager who's in charge of our front of house team. And then we have our head baker who's in charge of our kitchen team. And then our dad uh, does all, manages all the deliveries and the scheduling. And that's getting more and more complicated with our third location being added. And then my husband does all of our numbers and the shipping stuff and all of that kind of side of things. So we have people really capable people looking over different sections of everything and we get to kind of oversee everything and work on our own things so delegating and giving power to people who you've hired and trust is so important if you want to grow Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm like deep nodding there because that's absolutely right. I mean, Jenna, you talk about you, you would still maybe be in the apartment if it wasn't for Ashley. And then it sounds like you brought in other family members into things as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not, you know, we call it entrepreneurship but it really isn't like a solo game. No, 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 I would never want to do this in the industry, but um, yeah, you're dependent heavily. You have all the weight and responsibility on your shoulders, but you have a lot of people you can rely on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. And it took us a long time. Yeah. 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 I'd imagine. And now you obviously, you know, you mentioned those long days, Jenna, now you're at the point where you have a little one at home, another little one on the way. What, what are you both doing to kind of try to balance and what, what things have you put into place to be able to balance the, the personal and the professional side of things? Balance? Yeah, well, Ashley had kids yeah. first, so I'll let her answer that first. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, two kids at home. Leo is four and Millie is one, and they're hilarious. We get a lot of help from our family, like our 
mother-in-law and my mom have been huge in supporting us. And Trevor is also incredibly supportive. He has a very vital role here too, but he, we, he gives me a lot of time to work because I have my hand in every area of the business and I have <laughs> a million emails to answer every day. So he, he also supports me a lot at home too. And it's just, you just need people on your team and people who are willing to help out. And I think the key for balance for me is if I'm, I'm, I've got past the mom guilt being at work uh, quite a while ago. Like I love being at work. It makes me a better person. I'm happy to do it. I want my kids to see me working hard. I spend a lot of time with them at home. So I'm lucky that way too. But when I'm at home and if my mind is at work and I'm constantly on my phone, checking emails and stuff, I feel like crap at the end of the day. Cause it's like, I wasn't fully present I have my time to work at work. I need to separate that. So when I'm home, I'm, I try my best to keep my phone away, although I need to be accessible. So it's just a hard, a hard balance. You just got to figure out what makes you feel the best at the end of every day. And like, yeah, I don't know. Trying to keep things separate has been hard, but I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. I think she's a super mom. She makes it look easy. <laughs> <laughs> For me, um, I would say it's, tough because I don't have the, um, my husband's family is in Ontario and he, um, plays hockey. So he's gone 50% of the season if I'm living with him. And, um, of course he's not in Winnipeg right now, so we're not living together. So I'm kind of single momming it <laughs> right now. You're fully and single momming it. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. <laughs> I do have help a couple times a week, so I can go into work, which is really nice, but I'm able to do lots of my stuff from home, um, from my phone. And then I, I love teaching. So that's a part of, um, the business I'm working on expanding right now is doing workshops and teaching tutorials and just really getting into that realm of things. I think once COVID is over, I'll have a lot of fun with teaching in-person workshops and we're talking about doing some cupcake decorating, birthday party ideas, things like that. Just, so just there's a lot going on in that sense. So I'm able to yeah. work on that from home, which is good. Um, my role used to be making every single cake that went out the door. Obviously, I needed to get help with that. <laughs> so a couple of years ago, I was yeah. able to hire on a cake decorator. <laughs> and that was a big help for me. Um, and now I'm able to still go in and make cakes here and there when I want to or when I need to. But I'm able to have that flexibility, which is really nice. And at first, it was really, really hard to not work like mm -hmm. crazy every day. Before my daughter was born, I was still doing overnighters that's been an adjustment, but she's been amazing and so worth it. So now the second one coming, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure you'll be great. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be, be great. <laughs> it'll be fine. Um, we'll figure it out. We always do, but, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it definitely makes it more complicated, but more fulfilling. So yeah. yeah. Well, what's, what strikes me in chatting with both of you is a couple of things is the hard work, the passion. And then I think just a really supportive network, whether that's family, husbands, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's kind of feels like um, maybe like the recipe for success in a way, yeah. I guess. Right. <laughs> like, is there anything you would add to that recipe? No, I think you're right. It's, what did you say? I'm going to use that. It's a <laughs> I said, um, yeah, you know what? Honestly, I didn't even have that written down, right. but talking to you, it seemed like you clearly are hard workers, clearly have a passion for your various areas and then having the support to kind of be able to, to put that all together. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, that's, and maybe like a dash of luck because like timing has been good. And <laughs> okay. Luck comes to you, but you have to do something with that luck, I think, but definitely like timing of things and yeah. Yeah. 
that sounds yeah that sounds like a great recipe. Well, what's <laughs> what's next? What's next for Generate Cakes? We you mentioned a third location. You mentioned some tutorials and workshops happening. Yeah, we just moved. Anything else that you can share? We just moved into our new head office, which is. Um, a head office space where the management team works out of, um, which is where I am currently. We have a big 14-foot stone table, which Jenna will teach her workshops at one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, staff room, a big kitchen, um, storage area, office, things like that. And then we are opening our third location next month, which is very exciting. It's a tiny little shop, but it's kind of the way we're building, growing for or moving forward because we do everything at this location. All the baking is done here. And then we uh, drive it out every morning. So we don't need a ton of space, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's kind of our business model going forward and seems to be working so far. So, and then we've also signed uh, another book deal with Penguin Random House for two more cookbooks over the next four years. So yeah. Wow. Congratulations. That's so exciting. (laughs) Thank you. It was a three-year process with our first book and it was an incredible, an incredible amount of work and um, on our whole team, uh, our head baker helped develop. Well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, our head baker helped develop the recipes with us, and then um, Aliyah was our copywriter, and Britt, our good friend, was a photographer, and we were baking everything and testing everything and shooting and styling, and it was just we did like forty something photo shoots and. Oh, I'm glad yeah, to have Ash into this time, <laughs> but yeah, Ashley literally designed the book from cover to cover. And I don't think many people know that. And that's not usually how books are done. So that was <laughs> yeah. just incredible to see her just like bring it to life exactly how we wanted it. And they were really excited about that as well, which says something. So yeah, I always have to pump her tires about that. <laughs> yeah. And what like a, a piece of your business, like such a tangible piece of your business that you can even pass on to your children mm. and, and things like that. That's so nice. I love it. Yeah. I always uh, knew I wanted to design a book one day. That was one of my design goals, but I would never have guessed it would have been our own cookbook. So that was, yeah. it, was, it yeah. was an incredible feeling to hold it in our hands when it had finally arrived. So, yeah, it's interesting. You said a little bit of luck and I feel like it's like you put it out, like you just mentioned there, you put it out into the universe, but you don't know how it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's so that's really, yeah. Full circle there. Well, thank you both so much for being here with us today and chatting. Where can we find more about the business and about you? Um, the best way to do that is go to our website, generatecakes.com, or you can go to our Instagram at generatecakes and we keep everyone pretty updated on those two channels. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you both so much for being here and we're looking forward to when the books come out. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this conversation. We will have a brand new one on a brand new topic every Monday. If you were intrigued by anything in our conversation, we encourage you to talk about it. Tell a friend, post on social media, take action in your very own way. Subscribe to get the newest episode at your fingertips as soon as it drops. Until next time, check out Style Canada, a disruptor in the media for its community of inquisitive style seekers. You can find us at style.ca or on social media. Just like this podcast, Style Canada is not just about style. It's about living a lifestyle that leaves people open to evolution and opportunity. This episode was hosted by Elise Gasparino, produced and edited by Alia Ballas, 
The music credit goes to Raspberry Music and was brought to you by Style Canada. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.